The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand, featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now. What is up, Guam? Living in southern Guam versus any part of the island and the world? A little time management advice. And what is happening in island politics? Many things to think about. So little time. Random thoughts on this episode of That's It, That's All. You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean DiMatato. You are listening to That's It, That's All. My name is Sean DiMatato, the host of the podcast. That's It, That's All is brought to you by Get LLC, the Guam-based consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm, serves both public and private sector organizations in Micronesia and the Western Pacific. Need insight into writing a business plan? With the high cost of fuel, are you looking for energy efficiency solutions for your office or commercial facility? Find out more about how Get LLC can help you and your business. Find them on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. Check them out right now. Hello to those listeners in Andover, Massachusetts. Also, greetings to those of you listening in Chicago, Illinois, and Penarth, a town in Wales, about four miles just south of Cardiff City. Yes, the listenership is growing with each and every episode. Can't forget the listeners across the island of Guam, especially those of you listening in the capital city of Hagatnya. Hafadeh to you all. Thanks for having That's It, That's All on your travels from one end of Paradise Guam to the other. Remember, we hope that you will download the podcast ahead of your next gym workout, that planned road trip, or time on your laptop or desktop computers. Can't forget the big thank you to redcircle.com and getting out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Remember that you can listen to That's It, That's All on the iHeartRadio app and on Pandora. The podcast is also a part of the KOM Podcast Network, an awesome collection of on-demand audio shows originating in Guam and Micronesia from the number one broadcast news and digital source of information in Guam and Micronesia. Remember to like, subscribe, or follow this particular podcast. Try this. Click the like button right now. Some random thoughts. This would be the fourth episode sharing the name, sorry, not so original, but my take on things over the course of this episode will not disappoint. I hope it does keep you listening, and then you should hit that like button I just asked you to do just moments ago. I have lived in Southern Guam since the year 2001, Talafofo to be exact. I've spent much time traveling north and south, east and west, heck, touching every part of this island as a journalist, public official, and as a small business owner. Yes, plenty of time driving around. I have seen very nice places, no doubt. But there is something about living in southern Guam. Let me talk about history. At one point, 
southern Guam. Yamatic in particular was the capital, if you will, of Guam just after the island's discovery in 1521. Over time, occupation shifts and war, the capital would relocate to where it sits today in Hagatnya. Despite that, with the hours and days and years have cemented in mine and the minds of generations before me, the South provides much to those who choose to live here. In a modern-day Guam, homes are not too darn close. In the heart of Dedido, near the mayor's office there, Santa Barbara area, if you will, as an example, homes are built right up against one another. At least the fences, metal or concrete. Uh, not much wiggle room. Cars zooming in and around Estumbo, Harmon, or Upper Tumon, a busy place where folks are just trying to scratch out a living. Contrast that with yards, trees, jungle, jewels in the heart of Mother Nature. Some areas of the South do have their bunching of homes, if you will. In some cases, these family areas have been the same in Southern Guam for decades. Mother Nature is always there to remind us that we are still sharing this great island with every creature. Feral pigs still roam in and around the roadways in Santa Rita, Jotnia, Mariso. It has been a while, but Philippine deer too. This species was introduced in Guam in the late 1700s, 300 years later, and their population here is considered vulnerable. Habitat loss and fragmentation chasing them to remote parts of the island to survive. Southern Guam has become a home for the deer, too. We have our share of brown tree snakes and other invasive species. Lately, in Asalucas, where I live in the village of Talafofo, I've seen many a monitor lizard strolling the village roads. Now, that would be very far from the shoreline and mangroves where they hang out, but just like the Philippine deer, the mangrove monitor survival is challenged each day. The monitor took down the now endangered Guam rail. Some of these symbols of Guam wildlife, in some cases, have become family to local residents. Some are raised right next to livestock or the family domesticated dog or cat. Family, that is what the South has continued to personify each and every day. Neighborhood stores like Buenos Market and Paulino store in Jotnia and Talafofo, respectively, are places where families find the things that they need to take care of one another. Driving has been costly as of late, so staying close. Staying in the village is by choice. These mom-and-pop stores in southern Guam reflect the richness of its residents and issues that can be faced when living away from the territory's population centers. The schools also, they're a snapshot of the folks who call Southern Guam home. For decades, these schools were filled with kids of those working stiffs, many government of Guam workers as well, who made the trek to town to take on the jobs needed to run a relatively young government. These men and women are working stiffs whose social strata runs the whole range of our society. Pretty well-to-do, plenty of middle-income wage earners, though some of the highest poverty rates, according to the Guam Department of Public Health and the U.S. Census Bureau. Now, everyone I run into in my travels in the South, quite frankly, are right where they belong. Mostly friendly, truly God-fearing, just plain hardworking. The generations that have toiled in pre- and post-war Guam 
booms in late parts of the 20th century and plenty working their asses off as the 21st century continues still inspire. I wasn't always from the South. My parents were born and raised in the heart of the island in Senehanya and in the capital city of Agatnya, Anigua to be exact. I lived in Anigua upon graduation from college and the move here to Talafofo just 20 years ago was meant to be. I've never thought of Southern Guam culture as a bit backwards. Country, religious, remote, but over time, I've grown and so has my family in this part of the U.S. territory. My wife and I have raised five kids in Talafofo. They attended school here. Talafofo was where they practiced soccer, which until recently I coached hundreds of kids from this village and beyond. If you haven't visited uh, southern Guam in a while, check it out. What is a short drive nowadays? There is rich history in Talafofo and the rest of southern Guam and a hard work ethic. There is humanity and faith in a place that we all affectionately call God's country. Southern Guam may not be for everyone, but I honestly can't see myself moving out of here anytime soon. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. There can be periods in our lives when we wish for more time, and others when we want time to pass more quickly. Sometimes time flies, and at other times it can appear to drag. People complain that holidays pass too quickly, while their time at work can drag. Such illusions are merely how we react to different environments and emotions. There are always 24 hours in a day. A Bloomberg article on December 28, 2021, noted that entrepreneurs are a notoriously overextended and short attention span bunch, including all of us. All of us excel at burying ourselves in day-to-day business happenings to the detriment of such pivotal long-term tasks like bookkeeping and long-term planning and care and feeding and in family commitments and hobbies and scheduling gets tangled pretty fast. Writer Ariane Cohen quotes time management guru and owner of executive functioning success Mary D. Skylar, who shared some tips, including being asked, what are the biggest mistakes that she saw entrepreneurs making? Skylar noted, quote, they make ginormous to-do lists that overwhelm them, and they neglect critical long-term tasks like marketing plans and putting aside income for estimated taxes. I call it not being kind to your future me. Close quote. Research suggests that if the brain is engaged in many activities, then it has less capacity to notice the passing of time. Conversely, when the brain is less stimulated, it concentrates more on monitoring of the passing of time. We all are most of the time making the wrong decisions in time management, especially in these post-pandemic surge times, which causes stress, anxiety, and low performance. The Harvard Business Review in January 2020, right near the start of the pandemic, reported that time management is defined as the decision-making process that structures, 
protects, and adjusts a person's time to changing environmental conditions. Three particular skills separate time management success from failure. Awareness, thinking realistically about your time by understanding it is a limited resource. Arrangement, designing and organizing your goals, plans, schedules, and tasks to effectively use time. Adaptation, monitoring the use of time while performing activities, including adjusting to interruptions or changing priorities. Time management refers to managing time effectively so that the right time is allocated to the right activity. Time management is the ability to plan and control how you spend the hours in your day to effectively accomplish your goals. And finally, time management refers to making the best use of time as time is always limited. The aim of managing your time is to spend time doing the things that help you achieve your goals and the things that you personally prioritize and value. Again, accuracy of choices. Think of your roles today and the time that you use. Choices are pretty tough, even during these uncertain times across our island community. We need to remember two crucial insights to time management. The first is that time management is self-management. And secondly, that time management is priority management. When we look at time management as self-management, things are some things for us to consider. We keep time to help us discipline ourselves. To train self-discipline, you need to set yourself to a task. You should know what you should do and then just do it. You need to set basic schedules or frameworks or of really of what needs to be completed within a very specific period of time. You should be hard on yourself by not letting yourself procrastinate or do nothing. Next, time management helps you prioritize. When you prioritize, you make sure you accomplish the most important tasks first. Now, make time management a bit of a habit. Your stress level will thank you very much. As a dedicated owner or employee, you are expected to provide work of certain quality and standards. With the proper utilization of time and prioritization of activities, one can easily provide a better quality of work. Prioritization helps you focus on important tasks by keeping them in the highest priority, which enables you to work on them with full attention and focus. Hence, the quality of the work is improved. We normally fall into the habit of handling too many tasks at once, and this can hamper our productivity and cause time management issues. I believe that handling two things at a time is actually managing time, but on the contrary, it is failing in time management. And finally, time management makes sure you deliver what is promised. Finally, what talk about time management does not include a few words about goal setting. It is critical that you be clear about your goals and objectives. Know your targets. What your targets in marketing, sales, operations, or other business priorities like acquisition, manpower, certifications, you name it. If you feel your targets are unrealistic, speak to your boss immediately. If you are the boss, a goal-setting item for consideration, plan things well. Planning helps you complete all work and business tasks on time, but beware of something called the planning fallacy, where we are always ambitious and think things will happen faster and get done sooner than we expect. That's because we fail to account for the disruptions 
both being interrupted by others or our own self-distractions, life, family, supply chain, taxation, government licensing. Therefore, things will take longer to do as part of your respective business day. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. Decision 2022 in Guam is in full swing. My former boss, former Guam Governor Felix Camacho, and Senator Tony Atta will be on the ballot for governor and lieutenant governor of Guam this fall. The Republican team has got the backing of every GOP member, family, and elected official. When they launched recently, the peanut gallery exploded. Even with the fit and start to an official launch, the Democratic Party of Guam could only muster a reflection on the Camacho administration from 2003 to 2010 as, quote, both unremarkable and unmemorable, close quote. Yes, the incumbent governor of Guam, uh, specifically her campaign chair, had some words too, quote, we are all in the midst of the most difficult times in Guam's modern history. We continue to be focused on the people and their needs maximizing the $1.5 billion in critical federal assistance for our people, aggressively moving ahead with hundreds of millions more in infrastructure assistance that will bring new jobs and save our economy, all while continuing to protect the precious health and safety of our people during this COVID pandemic. Close quote. In totality, Democrats and their strategists could hardly contain themselves. They have a race that is if they can survive a primary challenge. Guam Congressman Mike Sinicholas is expected to kick off his campaign in mid-March. He is expected to run with a political neophyte and former military leader from Guam's Army National Guard. Now, I heard a name in recent meetings in recent weeks. Now, I could throw it out there on this podcast, but why have him run away from the gig with less than two weeks before a kickoff? That is politics. Now, I have been hypercritical of the cookie congressman from Guam. His aspiration to the seat is significant. Recent ads of his touting the, quote, federal funds shows a drone shot overlooking Adeloupe and the governor's complex in the final frames. His public statements over the past year are that of someone wanting to run the executive branch than the person elected to usher in federal policy for Guam and America. An ethics complaint and changes with a new Congress has Congressman St. Nicholas on the sidelines. So, why not run for governor? He has beaten Guam political heavyweights Madeleine Berdallo and Robert Underwood. A primary, indeed, is coming for the office of the governor of Guam. The down-ballot races will be interesting. Plenty of folks talking about running for office. Plenty of folks believe that they can win. For those folks... I hope they listened to the last episode of That's It, That's All, called The Best Candidate for the Guam Legislature. Just seemed like a month from the premiere of this podcast, what or that folks were really just thinking of taking the leap. With Tony Ada out, for obvious reasons, 
Who else of the incumbent members of the 36th Guam legislature who will in fact run and win a seat in the 37th? There is no reason to believe that the current group, that every single one of the senators serving today will be retained. This group has been more unremarkable and unmemorable in their work over the past two years. Question, how do you underfund the lead response agency fighting COVID and expect a vote? How could they do the bidding of the current administration on appointments and social programs without much of a fuss and gain the public's trust for two more years? Just two questions, and I can go on. Let's just say the people of Guam will choose a new set of lawmakers in the fall. Some may get in, some may not. Voter turnout will be key here. When we stare at a general election, I sure hope that the electorate comes out in larger numbers. Can we see better than 65% voter turnout? Well, I hope so. If the Guam Election Commission is listening, get to work. Both Republican and Democratic parties of Guam, and they are listening, get to getting the word and the vote out. The next few weeks will be interesting politically. March has proven to be a pivotal month in campaigns for all island-wide offices. Thoughts are being put together on a platform or two. Jingles are being developed. Logos and campaign materials are also being cobbled together. Red, white, blue, patriotic colors, other combinations are expected to emerge, some in homage to a time of discovery. Okay, they're high school colors. That is my school kind of thing. Now, meetings and fundraisers, they're coming too. Heck, even the political talk will carry into pre- and post-church activities and a matai or two or three or four. Full swing. No check swing here with Guam's favorite pastime. Again, it can be classified it right now. But if Decision 2022 comes up with yet another mid-60% turnout performance, political analysts like me are not likely to describe island elections as a favorite pastime ever again, but probably a time forgotten when our people's voices needed to be heard and heard louder than ever. That's it. That's all. If you enjoyed this podcast, download, press subscribe, or follow us right now. More great content is on the way. Talk to you soon. The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatata. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatata. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening. The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand, featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now.